again and welcome to refresher the pop culture therapy podcast i am your host chris levine sending you a big you know when you go to a japanese restaurant or a sushi bar and as soon as you open the door the japanese sushi chefs yell at you they say i just learned that Uh, apparently it means welcome in the context of greeting someone secularly Hopefully, and I mean this sincerely, hopefully I didn't butcher this lovely word too much. Today's topic isn't really a new concept for most, but we will dive deep into it to make it fun and interesting, I promise. Today we will be talking about the psychological effect that the weather has on our moods. Is that real? Well, let's find out. Now, when we talk about weather, we're really talking about extreme weather, especially. I mean, it's all kinds of weather factors in here. But but when it comes to extreme weather, the effect of extreme summer heat has the same effect of the extreme winter cold. Because often both tend to increase anxiety and subsequently this may alter your mood. And one of the reasons for this is that both extremes kind of tend to make us lethargic, and these things affect our moods as well. But the concept of weather affecting your mood, I'm sure you've heard that before. This isn't a new concept by any means. In 1955, an example of tying in weather with mood was a movie called It's Always Fair Weather. This film was considered really melancholy. It was a musical, but it wasn't a typical musical. It it was so melancholy that it it confused audiences. I mean, how often did people in 1955 go to see unhappy musicals? (laughs) But that's exactly what this was. Uh, Turner Classic Movies referred to It's Always Fair Weather as a, quote, cynical musical. And this obviously didn't play well to theatergoers. In fact, it was considered the last of the major MGM dance-oriented musicals. Another example, just to show that this has been around the block a few times, this weather-affecting moods, one could say that the weather in Chapter 5 of the book The Great Gatsby reflects not only the weather outside, but also the emotional climate of the main characters in the scene, which were Gatsby and Daisy. It's actually been said by reviewers of this book that the rain was written in to mirror the apprehension that they feel and the awkwardness of their meeting each other. Then the eventual sun emerging symbolizes the warmth that they feel toward each other after they kind of know each other a little bit and they've talked. Music does this constantly. There's a lot of rain songs out there. When I was looking for the playlist, it's there are plenty of rain songs, for example, that, that exist. But even in a more broad sense, Nirvana 
sang a lyric that weather changes moods. Tears for Fears has a lyric that literally says, my features form with a change in the weather in the song Mother's Talk. But, but just like one can't always accurately predict the weather, we can't always predict the way weather makes us feel. So it varies too much. Let's stick with rain, for example. Now, rain may seem gloomy to some, while others may find it completely cozy and relaxing. Same water coming from the same sky, just different perspectives. So what exactly happens psychologically here? Well, according to WebMD, a clinical psychologist in San Francisco, where, by the way, it rains 67 days a year on average, she had this to say. She said, when it gets dark and dreary outside, some people definitely have more susceptibility to feeling lonely or down. It, it's pretty common to see a change in mood, such as feeling sadness or low self-esteem when it's rainy outside. Some sicknesses, too, are completely affected by the weather. For example, SAD, seasonal affective disorder. That's a legit disorder. People regularly deal with this. One of the treatments for seasonal affective disorder, interestingly, is something called bright light treatment, literally making the patient's atmosphere brighter. And it actually seems to be effective because the hormone serotonin, the brain hormone associated with mood elevation, it rises with exposure to bright light, just like it falls with decreased sun exposure. So the short answer, does weather affect your mood? Yes. But to what extent? See, there's a lot of variables here. Let's stick with the rain. A lot of it is timing and a lot of it is circumstance. For example, if you love to read and you have a window cracked open just slightly and a good cup of coffee with the rain happening outside, rain is amazing. It's atmospheric, it's perfect. But here's another take, I make it personal. I learned how to drive in Southern California. It rarely rained. When I was a teenager, just starting out driving, I got into a car accident because with my lack of experience driving in weather, my car hydroplaned. So the concept of driving in the rain creeped me out intensely for many years. So drop me in setting A with the book and the coffee, and the rain is wonderful. It's calming. But in setting number two behind the wheel shortly after the accident, the rain made me unsettled. So what determines all this? See, I did want to tackle this. Does the weather have to control our mood? Do we have any say in the matter? I think we do. I'd compare it kind of to the same concept of alcohol, alcohol intake. Now, alcohol has effects on the one who ingests it, but we control how much we subject ourselves to it. In other words, you're probably not going to get alcohol poisoning under most circumstances by drinking one beer. But letting addiction control you makes that likelihood more possible. And here, too, you can throw in variables. Like my accident affected my view of driving in the rain for many years. 
Some may be predisposed to alcoholism because their parents were alcoholics. And, and this may mean that they may not even be able to have that one beer. So it's all relative, but it's, it's never the alcohol's choice. It's ours. I would say it's the same with the weather. So we may have legitimate inherent reasons that weather affects us besides our just being a human being. But the extent to which it does, we do kind of have a say in the matter. Now, I know, again, things are easier said than done, but there is a mindset involved that we, to a good extent, can control. I left Los Angeles area about 15-ish years ago, and I've only been back to visit a few times, but I'm going to be honest with you here. The minute I walk off a plane in California, and especially outside of LAX, I'm instinctively home. And a big, big part of that is the climate. It's the weather. I instantly feel better. I instantly feel like I belong someplace. But should that make me sad if I don't get that same buzz when I'm in other places? One thing that helps me, and maybe it can help you too, is to make the effort to appreciate the seasons. Winter, spring, summer, fall, all individually gorgeous times of year. It's true. I gravitate toward a constant 70-ish, 80-ish degree summer, naturally. That's in my blood. But the rest of the seasons are great, too, when we simply take the time to appreciate them. A fresh snow is lush and beautiful. The leaves changing. It's an amazing visual. And spring in general is just nice. So then, what do you do if you're already down and it's dreary outside or gloomy outside on top of it? This is what I think. Work with the weather. Remember, the weather is not challenging you as a person. It's just there. Be friends with it. Learn the quirks of it like you do with any other interpersonal relationship. You just deal with the parts that are hard. In closing, think of it this way. Is it cold? Appreciate the bite of the briskness and the crisp air. Is it hot? Appreciate the vitamin D and the clarity. Is it raining? Appreciate how much this is needed for our environment and enjoy the serenity that can be found with this. See, if we do, weather may be a contender in our emotional makeup on a certain or any given day, but it does not have to dictate our mood. Remember, the weather is not your opponent. The weather also is not your ally. It's not a person. It's not doing anything to spite you or even to make you feel better. It's just weather. And influence doesn't have to decide how we feel. Ultimately, we decide, especially when we put our mind to it, how to feel on any given day, rain or shine. Well, we've once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we put background music to our topic. We have for you this time around a weather and mood, here comes the rain again playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, Weather and Mood, Here Comes the Rain Again. Ironically, 
I didn't include the Eurythmics song that I borrowed for the title of this episode. Maybe I should have. Anyway, let's see what we have for you this time. Track number one, Orange Skies by Love. This happens to be my favorite, favorite song by this really underrated 60s band. Great song by Love. Not my favorite song of all time, but my favorite song by that band. Song number two is Sun Shower by Chris Cornell. Really moving, uh, considering his issues and his eventuality. He's gone way too soon. Number three is Little Fluffy Clouds by The Orb. Number four, Misty Morning by Bob Marley and the Wailers. Now it was between this one and Sun is Shining, but we went with this one. Number five, Hold Back the Rain by Duran Duran. Number six, Suddenly Last Summer by The Motels. That's a pretty song that I never get tired of for some reason. Number seven, Steal My Sunshine by Len. Number eight, Big White Cloud by John Cale. Number nine, The Rain Song by Led Zeppelin. This to me, and this is just my own humble opinion, this is one of the nicest songs in their catalog. And that's saying something considering their catalog. Uh, number 10, Sometimes It Snows in April by Prince and the Revolution. Another person gone way, way, way too soon. Easily, arguably, you can check him off as my vote for being the most talented person in the world for my generation. Sometimes It Snows in April by Prince. So you can find this playlist really easily again on Spotify. I hope you enjoy it. Just type in refresher podcast dash weather and mood. Here comes the rain again. Thanks so much. It was a nice little time we were able to spend together on Refresher. I always enjoy it, and I hope that you do too. I have to ask again if you've heard the Managing Expectations podcast. If not, go check it out on Spotify. My friends Jeff and Brian have a great thing going over there that's well worth checking out. Again, they are the Managing Expectations podcast. And also, there is the 7208 podcast on Spotify too where my son and I, Harrison, Cat Gomez, have teamed up for multi-generational pop culture, dot, 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 blended to perfection. That is the 7208 podcast on Spotify. You go there and, and we symbolically will always greet you with a happy, God bless you, Harrison. Your dad loves you. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by John Villafuerte, who subsequently was the guitarist and lead vocal on that track. Well, friends, until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there is a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.